What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Live from Estopin All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast, powered by the State of Louisville. Welcome to the Bamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. And I'm Benton. And we have to talk about the games this week. I I would I would love I would love to find some others. It's just it's a photography podcast this week. We're just gonna fill time. Talk about the racing one. Like I, I, I am like, excited to talk about the racing game. That one's yeah. fine. The other one. I'm gonna no. make us. I'm gonna make us eat our vegetables first, though. We're gonna. We're gonna start out with the. the Rip the bandaid, huh? But before we get into that, Ben, what are you into this week? So what I'm into this week is I just recently learned. Um, I think you should leave the sketch comedy show on Netflix. Season three is coming in May. And if you have not checked it out, it's absolutely hilarious. You've probably seen the meme of the guy in the hot, hot dog costume saying, like, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. Probably the it biggest is... pop culture influence that show has had is the hot dog meme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I guess I got to credit you for, for getting me onto that one, or you've made references to it before. And then I finally checked it out. And it's fantastic. So, Zach, knowing that you have seen it, what is your favorite sketch? Oh, Boy, you're putting me on this. You want, you want me to go to give you a little bit of time to get the wheels going? Uh, what's your favorite sketch? I mean, it's, I hard really, to pick. it's like having a favorite kid. I, I really like the courtroom one with the fedora and the safari flaps. I just think that one's super clever. <laughs> okay. The text um, messages. I mean, oh, I love pattern shirts. I use I use that a lot. Uh, <laughs> Dan flashes. Dan flashes. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna have to go with though the fr- I think it's season one sketch where they're on the date uh, and and he, he thinks the his wait, date is vent. eating too many of the nachos and he asks the wa- the waiter to come by and tell her that there's a rule that you can't hog the nachos that have the meat on them. <laughs> one of his like running things is there's always like ru- like w- rules and stuff like that. I've noticed. I don't know. It's just it's it's weird, <laughs> but it always seems to work. Yeah. I also really love, uh, and mainly just because I use this meme all the time. Actually, I used a GIF from this sketch to describe how I felt about the game <laughs> over the weekend. But uh, when uh, he's doing the prank show and and gets in the old man costume to go <laughs> do pranks at the mall, and he's super excited about it and sitting in the makeup chair, and then the actual costume is terrible, and he gets nervous doing the pranks and just wants to leave so hot (laughs) 
I don't think I, I can't breathe here anymore. <laughs> you did. I, I got. I got to bring up one more before before we move on. The very first one that I saw, and I was completely sold on the show when I saw it, was about skipping lunch, and he was trying to secretly eat the hot dog in the meeting. Yeah, we the hot dog. Yeah. Oh man, that one! I was oh, in tears after flop. that. Coffee flop. Coffee pretty great too. <laughs> Coffee flops top tier. Are we gonna have to do a? I think you should leave tier list. We can skip over the Sacramento game and do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying to get across to our listeners is you should really check it out. It is absolutely hilarious, and season three is apparently coming out soon, and I'm static. Zach, also check out Detroiters if you anyone I, who I anyone who's into. I think you should leave. Should check out Detroiters, which was uh, his his. Tim Robinson on Comedy Central a couple years back. Yeah, need to get on that one. But changing gears, Zach, what are you into? So this week we got a babysitter and we're able to actually go to the movies for the first time in forever. And we saw Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which I loved. It's great. It's got good vibes. It's real funny. It if I, I mean I think. People would enjoy it if they don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. But if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons or like listened to D and D live play podcasts, it did a very good job of capturing the vibe of playing a D and D game rather than just being a generic fantasy thing. Yeah, I felt like that movie was either going to be like really good, like kind of like cult classic kind of good, or just like really bad. So I'm glad to hear it skews more the the good side of things. I kind of feel it's that way the about same, them. It's the same director that did Game Night, which. I think it's a movie that does not get a lot of recognition. It's one of my favorite comedy movies the last couple of years. It's it's also really great. So it's got Chris Pine's great in it. Got a good like laid back, <laughs> like I don't care kind of vibe. Yeah, it's good. I kind of felt like with that one, I felt like the Mario movie is going to be a lot like that. It's either going to be really good or really bad. Uh, my guess is the Mario movie is going to be maybe towards the other end of that spectrum. <laughs> I hope not. It looks fun. But yeah, it, it was uh, it was the rare case of where a, a movie had a very good and very funny trailer and the actual movie like kept that vibe going for the full runtime rather than just being all the funny jokes cut into one trailer. Yeah. Well, good. I'll have to check it out then. But yeah. High praise from Zach on that one, especially if you if you play Dungeon Dragons. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes that you'll catch <laughs> that are kind of like playing Dungeons and Dragons references like I think one of my favorite things is me and Lori made a joke. And then I think the movie basically made another joke that backed it up. But one of the main characters we were joking was like a, an NPC that, that whatever dungeon masters running this game uh, gave them to help them on one of the quests. And, and the movie makes a joke kind of about that. So I like it's self-aware. That's fun. Yeah. We have, we're had to move on from the fun stuff and, and eat our broccoli. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Sacramento game button. Okay. I'm going to give it, here's high level. At Sacramento, they got shellacked five to nothing. The worst loss in team history. Uh, also, just a bunch of firsts on this one. First, I think the first time the team has ever given up five goals in a game uh, is the most expected goals against they've had in a game, which was uh, 4.2. Uh, uh, and honestly, that 5-0 <laughs> scoreline was kind of generous because Sacramento had three rockets off the crossbar in that second half that very easily also could have been goals. Uh, um, they're now a combined 0 and 
oh to zero to eight scoreline from the last two games. Uh, oh, on top of all of that, Winder left the game with an injury. Um, you might have an update on that. I haven't heard anything. He looked fine. He was out. He was out there training. Okay, that's good. It looked like it was just a little tweak. They were, I mean, obviously being careful. Yeah, they're gonna be very careful with him. Uh, the only, the only bright spot I had in my notes is that uh, Wilson Harris and Ray Serrano checked into the game, so they're they're now back in at least substitution fit. Uh, that that was it. That's 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 the good. <laughs> so, I went to a concert the night before that, and. The following day, I was still a little too tuckered out, so I fell asleep and didn't get to watch the match live. But I did this you thing lucky. where I like I abstained from like looking at social media because I need to watch it. Like I'm like like it's happening, and you know we're down three zero. It's like sixty minutes in. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start checking social media now because like I really don't think a comeback's in the cards based off what I'm seeing. And then I think I saw one of your DMs where it showed the final score was five. I'm like, I have two more goals to go. I'm like, this is horseshit. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, this wasn't supposed to happen. But yeah, just so, wait, um, it gets worse. Shocking. I mean, let's I mean, let's be honest. Like Sacramento is a good team. We knew this going in. I knew a loss was a very real possibility. I think the fact that it's five nil and there was pretty much no redeeming qualities no. is the real like headline there. You know, like it was real bad. <sighs> I just I mean, I, hands I, I, down, worst game the team has ever played. And, yeah. Because it's not a case. There have been other games, like there was that Toronto 2 game a couple years ago where, where they came out and got beat. But also that game was kind of like a – they kind of got unlucky. Maybe Toronto scored more goals than they really should have. That game was actually closer than they paired up. This one – just not only is it the worst scoreline, but the scoreline was completely reflective of the play. <laughs> Sacramento did not get lucky. They they should have scored as many goals as they scored. Yeah, I remember that Toronto one. That was uh, they had Tuba, uh Wow, Endo is his last name. Um, and he he ended up playing in like in Toronto's first team for a while, and we just got absolutely shredded by that man. But yeah, this one um, we got shredded by a couple of players that Jack Gurr, Russell Ciceroni, who we're quite familiar with. Ciceroni was on fire. Yeah, he um, he looked good. Unfortunately, <laughs> he he looked like he could do no wrong <laughs> that game. Yep. So, I mean, right before this, I went back and rewatched the goals. I was trying to dissect from, from with my eyes, like what happened there. And you know, let's let's take the PK out of the equation and let's take the collision out of the equation. Because that, that the weird, we know Tosh we know what the problem Kyle is there. Collision that yeah. yeah, but the rest of it, like usually you could kind of pinpoint somebody exactly like, all right, this one's like largely on them. And it seems like it was just a whole, like just jointed team effort, which is weird. No, no one player to point the blame at. And also the player we blamed last week on wasn't even on the field. So (laughs) I think, I think Kwamzi is a little redeemed with the performance this week. I'm not gonna be so gracious. I mean, El Paso, I think is a worse team than, than Sacramento, but. I get your point. Yeah, it was. Um, it was yes, you know, two goals worse. Yeah, that's um, that, that's the it's the XG is what really stands out to me and which really kind of you know grinds my gears is not only like 
allowing so many opportunities. And like you said at the top, I completely agree that a game could have easily been like seven, eight nil. Like yeah. <laughs> there's rockets off the crossbar. Like we were, I, I guess, like I said before, I, I knew two more goals were coming. I kept seeing these hit on the crossbar. I'm like, oh my God, like they had all this on top of that. And I like, seem to remember felt bad. There was a one-on-one with Morton that Morton came out and made a great save on that yeah. also really could have been an easy goal had he been chipped yep. or had the shot been better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what made it even more depressing, it's one thing if the other, the other team's kind of like throwing the kitchen sink at you, but we had nothing on the offensive side to go through that, you know, 0.49 XG four. I mean, I, for a whole match, like that's, that's, in, that's so low. Like yes. that's, I, I kind of want to go back and see when the last time we had that little, like, you know, production well, in terms of XG goes, because that has to be one, up there. One thing that concerns me as far as XG goes is they've not, they've not hit their average from last year any of the game in any of the four games so far that I mean, they oh, yeah. had that three goal game but that was not a super high xg game they just sort of hit all the shots that they took but yeah I, they're not producing chances at the rate that they have over the last several years in yeah, any of the gonna, games this season i, I think 1.5 is the highest they've had this year even this even extends to to the wins the other matches is that as far as like sh- you know shots on target are, are way down the goals are, are way down we are not like kind of in this upper echelon of the league. And again, I know we're dealing with a very small sample size right now, yeah, but it doesn't four. inspire a lot of confidence. Like I don't even, and... I don't even normally post my XG charts until five games in because you got to have a little bit to start to get averages, but yeah, it's not <laughs> this first five next week is not going to be good averages. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that was kind of my, my, my barometer. I was planning on doing a little bit of writing, Offense or defense, looking... which is concerning. It's neat. It, there, there's really not a huge bright spot in either. Yeah, I mean, even if, yeah, when we do get that five game mark, even no matter what happens at Detroit, I, I still think we're going to be below what we would be expecting from this point, yeah. just because these past two matches were that bad. And and another number Unless I'm they looking come at out here. Hang eight on <laughs> Detroit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like count on that one, but but Sacramento, I'm looking at their shot numbers: twenty-two total shots, ten on target. That's that's in, those are insane numbers. Yeah, that's crazy. Like that's that those are FIFA numbers. That's that's Arsenal versus some League Two team. Ten Still, shots. That's crazy. Is, What'd you say? Ten shots on target is crazy. Yeah, yeah it's wild. It's wild. There was in versus you know, the, Louisville City had one shot on target. <laughs> yeah, nothing. I mean, just nothing there. And what's weird? You, I mean, we had possession. We were, I mean, like, if you kind of look at, like, the the heat maps, like, we were kind of largely in their half, so it looked very, like, Louisville City-esque. It's just, we produced nothing, and we allowed everything yeah, in. The possession didn't feel dangerous. That Very little possession in the final third. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, you two matches uh, like that in a row. Pretty it's great just, front flip from Perez. I'm not going to compliment them on anything. Well, I was complimenting him on getting fouled and doing an entire somersault afterwards. Well, I mean, at that point, I'm like, sure, let they him have five. They were really like, trying to make something happen there. Because I think Ownby had one where <laughs> he tried to draw the foul on the edge of the box and just flew forward and realized he didn't get the foul and so tried to jump up real quick and run to the ball. It looked like there was some contact there, but I'm sure there's a bit of embellishment involved. Yeah. 
I don't doubt they were that. Trying to, he was trying to make something happen. I mean, they, it was desperate situation at that point. So as bad as these past two matches have been, what I keep trying to remind myself is that this is two games out of a almost 30 game season. I'm hoping that things course correct and we can look back at laugh. Like, well, remember early in the season when we were had two really bad games. I'm hoping that's the case. And I, you know, so I mean, me personally, my hands, my hand is still pretty far away from the panic button. A lot num- of soccer left to be played. Numbers man, John Morrissey still has them projected to win the East. So he, he has not hit the panic button yet. Yep. And I mean, the coach Cruz keeps projecting confidence in his team. I mean, each time it seems like they're, I mean, they're, they're planning, right. They're just few, few critical issues are, are happening there. I mean, they're two and two right now, so not not like the end of the world record wise. Yeah, it just this again, like the cumulative eight against none scored in the past two games. It just feels extra bad well, right now. But but I, I kept harping on this last year, though. I mean, it's they can still very easily turn it around. But if the goal is to win that regular season points title, you don't get a lot of losses throughout the course of the season and they've already they've already used up two now you're you're completely right so i mean that that is definitely in jeopardy but i mean i think i mean the expectations we we, we gotta you know make sure we're comfortably making the playoffs and that's where kind of my head's at so yeah when we these losses come around i know that's like that's just that much harder to get the shield like maybe not this year but still plenty of time though yeah we'll see we'll see so i guess this is a nice transition because after such a big loss they get um they get another match to kind of get things right. One outside mid-week of league match. play. Yeah, a midweek match. Only a few days removed from it. And I know they want to get back out in the field and kind of right the wrongs of the past few games. Because a match that's played. probably already happened when you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully what we're talking about is going to all like. You get to find out how happen. stupid we are in real time this time. And we're playing Lexington Sporting Lexington or Lexington Sporting Club. Excuse me. The disrespect already is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lexton. Oh, is it sporting club or soccer club? Sporting club. Oh, that's kind of dumb. I thought it was Lexington soccer club. Sporting club. Eh. I have to keep reminding myself that. I like when teams put soccer in the name because we call it soccer here. Like the, like there's a, there's like one or two MLS teams that use SC like soccer club. Instead yeah. of FC, which I like, I think Columbus is like. If that. you're gonna try to go with like some sort of European naming convention, I like at least making it soccer club. I mean, the I like say, it, the like faux Europe, just trying to copy famous soccer teams, is the most annoying naming thing about American soccer. Like Real Salt Lake, I think is the worst named team in any sport ever. Because you're not even you're not even a place. <laughs> That has a Hispanic heritage. But think about the club aspect of things. All these clubs over in Europe, they have more than just soccer. They literally like they're and they like, are they're actually clubs. clubs. Yeah. So None the, the whole concept of, yeah, so the concept of using just club at all, like that's it's not just the football club or soccer club. It's using club at all if if that's your great. But I get it. It's just what what it is. We we follow in uh we follow in Europe's footsteps and trends and stuff like that. Boots, pitch, things like that. Actually, I tend to like the teams that use like American sports names, like the Chicago Fire. The Fire. Yeah. The stuff crew. like that. 
I appreciate it. LA Galaxy. Like I, I just it be your own thing. Like you don't. <laughs> English soccer fans are not going to follow your team because you put City in the name. They're going to follow your team if you play like high quality soccer. Yeah. If it's like it's a cart before the horse situation. Anyway, it's Lexington Sporting Club, and whether we like it or not, that is their name, and it's going to be our closer first... to a club than <laughs> a lot of other yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be our first time playing our now our in-state rival. Is it fair to call it rival just because of proximity, or do we have to earn that? I kind of feel know. like it has to be earned. Yeah, you gotta play them a couple times. Our neighbor, we'll just call them our neighbors. First time playing our new neighbors. You get caught up in the naming of these kind of matches. Where there's a little, something extra, whether it's just with the fans or whatnot. FIFA thinks that Kansas City is racing's rival. Because I I was uh, playing the other day and I had played the Kansas City game and they called it a derby game. Hmm. Like, not Chicago? I mean, I... Not it's Chicago. Chicago. It's Can- Kansas City is who FIFA thinks it is. It's honestly, it's not anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But. But I just thought that was weird. I guess because, I mean, Kansas City is about as close as any of the other <laughs> teams are to here. And they joined the same season. I don't know. No, I don't either. So I'm looking you forward to this Lexington it... game, though. Yeah, also, what are you looking forward to? if Louisville City loses this Lexington game, it's like five long fire. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to have my cool level head that I have right now if they lose to Lexington. <laughs> Like you think like it's so, like long-term bad or you're just going to be mad at the stretch? Pressure's on. I, I feel like I, I feel like people are in the like trust the process, holding pattern, team's going to figure it out mode. I think if they if they come out here and lose to Lexington on Wednesday, I think, I think people are going to start freaking out. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Like it would be really bad to lose to a League One team that has two competitive matches and be knocked out of the cup, get cup set. But like my, I, it's still again, bigger picture. It's still a. I think long it's a season. straw that breaks the camel's back situation, though. I think it's like, okay, they had two weird games. They'll get it figured out. If they if they then go on to lose to a lower league team, right after that, it's gonna be like I think there might be some actual bigger problems that here. Yeah, going no, on. I I agree that there that, that that there'd be increasing concern, but like I'm not panicking yet. Like yeah, you're in a real bad spot, and uh, and I'm hoping that in any of these press conferences or whatever, it's not more of like, you know, I trust the process. We're, we're doing things right. It's more, yeah. more kind of open and acknowledging like what we have isn't working right now. And we it is do confusing though. Cause it's like, I mean, they basically just kept it rolling from last season. So there's no obvious reason why anything like, would be much different than it was last year. Have people figured our game plan out? Like, do they know People how have we always play? had our game plan figured out? It's why it's why once I mean, or, it's why a couple times a season we get stomped on the transition. I mean, have they like really fully kind of cracked the code? Maybe something tactically that is like not as obvious to like the casual viewer, like like myself. Is, is, I think it's a similar situation to that the North Carolina game, first game of the season a couple years ago, where it's like they play that high line. Teams know that you have to beat the team in transition. And especially early in the season when like the team hasn't gelled, they play a style of soccer where they have to execute at extremely high level to not have stuff like this happen. So I I think especially early in the season, the team is prone to games like we saw last two weeks because 
that's what we have seen before. It's like everyone has to be in the right spot or else they give up easy goals in transition. And that's just like, that is the, that is the downside to the style they play. So I'm just wondering if there's, if there's more there or if it really kind of more so falls on, on our shoulders, like as far as the, the execution and, and the answer is probably a little bit of both. Um, big question though, is what do you do with the lineup Wednesday? Cause they have another, they played Detroit on Saturday. They're coming off short rest. You got to think gotta, we see the B team here on Wednesday, right? No, I mean, I think you, you, you gotta, you gotta get morale up. You gotta get a wind under your belt, heading it back into this league play. I think it's. I know I'm the one that says <laughs> everyone's gonna lose it if they lose, but I think also the Detroit game is more important to their title hopes. Uh, I mean, I, it's I don't think you see I think it's an extremely. It's. It, I. I do not envy the position coaches in picking lineups for Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I. I think you're playing a, a stronger side. Maybe not like your complete like strongest starting 11 like you're keeping detroit in mind but at the same time you know like we really need a result here to kind of like and dia got some rest over the weekend so i expect he'll be starting yeah like you can i I mean niall didn't feature in the last match at all paulo only saw like limited minutes like so especially some of these positions where there's a lot of running is scarlet still out um i'm yeah i'm i haven't really heard much about him i don't think he's in the mix yeah so they I mean, they don't have a lot of choices as far as the backline goes. So I think it's going <laughs> to, yeah. it's going to have to be some combination of Tosh and Kwamzi and Winder. It's funny. You know, we, we had, we have so much depth and then like one, per, one specific, like part of your roster kind of gets beat up and really kind of <laughs> makes it tough. Like right now, I kind of wish we had Solaire still. Could really uh, use him right about now for that, for particularly for that that center back uh, depth. Fortunate timing on his departure. Yeah, it's just who would have who would have thought something like that happened? You know, a bunch of injuries in, in one spot, but so with Jordan Scarlett so, out and Wes out, not good. Big question marks. I mean, Lexington's a new team playing in a different league than us. So I I love the Open Cup games. I think that'll be a fun one on Wednesday, uh, and then uh, big game. Is it uh, on the road in Detroit on Saturday? No, it's home. Home? It's home? Yeah. But before we move on from that, the one thing I want to point out with Lexington, and again, people will probably listen to this afterwards, is that they really don't have anything to lose. Again, they've played two competitive matches. They're in a league below. They know they're the underdogs. And that factor kind of makes me a little scary, especially since our backs are up against a little bit of all. Like, we're a little bit desperate for results. So it makes me a little nervy. I'm still confident in our team, but, like, it's not the – not the kind of momentum you want to have going into that match. So final thoughts on that one. But Detroit is a home game. So it'll be the first time that Detroit fans will have the opportunity to travel down here on a weekend because last time, last yeah, year, it's been weekend games. Last year, they came on a Wednesday, which kind of hampered that. So I'm kind of curious about the kind of crowd that they bring. You know, I, I don't love their online presence. <laughs> they're annoying, they're obnoxious, but I'm kind of excited about the crowd that they they bring. They bring a lot of yeah. noise and energy. So like, I, I respect what the they league. do. Yeah, they could be so cool, though, but they decide like, you know what Cincinnati did when they're in the USL? Like, let's do that, but do it better or worse. That everyone everyone it. Hating and talking trash against. So, I don't know. They, the USL has like a kind of cool culture. I think for the most part, everybody just kind of drives together in Detroit. Like, 
I describe them a lot like that meme of the people having a civilized conversation, like, oh, look, here they come. And it's a bunch of people screaming and throwing poop and stuff. You know what I mean, template I'm talking about? We need them. I think they bring a much needed, they bring <laughs> a much needed ingredient to the mix. All right. Well, we're better than them on paper. We just need to execute that. And they're and, filling and again, in a little bit of that like annoying fan base void that Cincinnati left. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't miss it too well, much. Honestly, I respect their fan base more than Cincinnati. How do you feel about that that one? They kind of make me a little bit nervous because, like, yeah, we're I think we're better than them on paper. I'll still even say that after after these past few results. But they're the kind of team that like will get under your skin, get physical, and really just kind of add that that extra element, the dark arts, if you will, that can really turn a game on its head. And that's the part that makes me a little little leery. Yeah, especially if the team's already going to be a little on edge. I think that that's a big red card risk game on a normal night. And I think especially if the team's coming in a little on edge, needing a win. So that's something to to keep an eye on. Yeah, I can see that. I can see it like ending is like a frustrating draw. Like I think they're they're a little stronger on the defensive side than offensive. Like I could see that being a you know being a problem too. We you know we maybe get a point from the game, but it feels bad. Not a not like a good draw. I think they're they're less likely to burn Louisville City on the transition as the last two teams they played. So I think that is a a positive it might give them a chance to to settle in a little bit more on that front we will see but we got to take things one step at a time let's take a quick break and when we come back we'll talk about racing it'll be a little bit more fun go over the more funny i I mean it looked like it was going to be more of the same we'll get into it does this ever happen to you Do you ever get sick of listening to the same old sports radio, Mount Rushmore this, Hot Seat that, the same rehashed old musty takes you've been hearing for years? Does it send you into a fit of rage causing you to lose control of the steering wheel, crashing into a vehicle leading to you being late to a big meeting at work which leads to your ultimate firing and downward spiral of your life? Does this ever happen to you? Don't send your life into a downward spiral. Do what thousands of others are already doing, listening to the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Louisville football, basketball, Women's basketball, baseball, Louisville City and racing Louisville soccer, Louisville culture, and so much more. State of Louisville Podcast Network and stateoflouisville.com. Real fans' opinions for real fans like you. Welcome back. Buy all that stuff that you just got advertised so we can do more shows. Yeah. All right, Benton. Let's get into the, well, okay. Get into the better of the two games, but this was the second of the two to happen, and it looked like it was going to be another stomping that we had to sit through on the same weekend. So, yeah, I thought uh, we were about to see racing of old. Oof. Racing Louisville played the Washington spirit who has given them trouble in the past. I think uh, Rodman has been a, a player that racing has had a lot of trouble containing in their past meetings. So uh, uh home game though, home opener for racing 
Game ended up being a 2-2 draw after Washington went up two goals in the first half and Racing responded, in my opinion, really well after the half. Really, I think, got it together and controlled that game a lot better in the second half. Uh, Managed to pull out a 2-2 draw on some just extremely good individual efforts uh, from Ersig and, and... Ari Borges to, to give them those two goals. Uh, I thought it was very funny. I just noticed on Twitter, uh, Washington posted their game recap and they were like, Washington was able to eke out a draw or no, it was able to, to nab a draw in, in, in Louisville. I was like, that's a weird way to put, gave up a two goal lead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Not good for them. That's a draw. Yeah. It feels definitely, bad. definitely leave that game feeling better as a Louisville fan than as a Washington fan, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, what did you think of that game? Benton? Did oh. you, what, what did you think? What do you think was giving them trouble in the first half? And what do you think? Why do you think they were able to turn around in the second half? Well, first off, I know that I was severely underdressed. <laughs> it felt a lot uh, earlier in that day. I got into my car. I live five minutes from the stadium we got into the car and it was blue skies and sunny and then we drove to the stadium and got out of the car and the entire sky was solid gray and it was cold and windy and i don't it's like we warped into another dimension it's i don't i can't understand how the weather was able to change that fast yeah they actually saw it out of blankets i didn't go to try to get one myself but i heard that and i didn't stay around for media i was just too cool i'm like i'm tapping out i'm got i gotta yeah. go like Midway through the midway through the first half, I ran down to see about getting a blanket, and there was a line wrapping all the way around the tape, the <laughs> the red tape, just to get into the team store. I was like, ah, I'm not getting a blanket. Yeah. So anyway, had to get that out of the way. I've still falling off a little bit from that one. So also, just I'm between sticking. me and you, because we did not dress appropriately, Chuck got extremely cold, and we, we had I had to watch the second half from home because she couldn't gut it out any longer. That's all right. Last year during the dog day, I tried to bring my dog and she didn't fare well. So I had to leave like in the first two minutes, <laughs> watch a home game from home. That stunk, but I was like, hey, ah, I we'll get, we're, we live close. We'll get back before they even start playing. Missed both goals because they were scored so Ooh. quick. <laughs> but yeah, back to the actual game itself. The first, it was like a tale of two halves. Um, we, I mean, they were, ter- I felt Washington was pretty firmly in control. I mean, we had, a, we had a few opportunities here, there in the first half, but it was, it was largely them. The two goals conceded. Like, should we just go ahead and say it? Rebecca Holloway? I don't think Holloway is the solution at center back. I mean, I get Julia Lester is injured, but we got Satara Murray. Like, is it time to play her? Is Murray Probably also was. injured? So that was one of my questions. She was, she's out warming up. I remember seeing yeah. her. I don't know if she is officially, I don't remember. I don't, you know, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure she was not listed as any sort of injured. So I, I, I don't, I don't know what the situation is there. I, I mean, I always liked, uh, I liked Satara Murray last season. I can't ever say that I was ever like thrilled about Rebecca Holloway on the pitch. The guy in front of me at that match was incredibly frustrated at Holloway. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm with you, man. Like I get it. Both of those goals were just two very bad one-on-one defending situations yeah i mean the, the first one um Ersig tried to tried to go up and like in and head it or kind of just disrupt the path of it but i mean ultimately it was uh callaway's man that or woman that she was player. marking there. player there you go 
And yeah, let her go. And the second one was the the second goal is even more egregious. Just just got burnt. Yep. I mean, it's you know unlike the Louisville City one, like you can kind of like find a a finger to point there in that one. Unfortunately, it's her. And I think it is a case where Holloway being injured has had like a second order effect on on the lineups to where because Holloway's out, Pika Yamsa has been sliding up into that six. You mean position. Howell? Howell. Blah. Too many. Yeah. Yes. I got, okay. I'm like, what's, Howell, what's he getting there, With Howell being injured, Fikuyamza has had to slide up and play the six. So we've had to put a different player on the back line. I do think, so Howell did play in that second half. I think as she works her way back into the rotation, I think the team probably looks better with Ellie back there as that second center back. Yeah. So moving forward, I'm not, hugely concerned about it but that does show that they they're really thin on that back line the team is like one injury away from really struggling to feel the full back line right now it seems like i'm glad you brought up ellie before because i went to call her out she had a fun game she had two outstanding moments that were pretty much as good as some of the goals did you Uh, did you did you make a gif of that uh sequence at the 14th minute where she was she right. just, she just, she stiff armed one player and had two other players just bounce off of her. Didn't know, I didn't know the time, but now that I do, I can go back and, and do something like that because, right yes, that's absolutely minute. what I, I was like 1344 through 14 was the, was that whole sequence. But yeah, that was yeah. great. That looked I mean, like yeah, a, just... it looked like a running back play, like oh, yeah. just like shedding tacklers. I guess there's two moments where she kind of had like running back sort of moments. That first was more of like your shifty kind of uh, running back. And then later in the game, I I don't, I don't exactly remember when this one occurred, but she just straight up bulldozed like a power running back right through, uh, through another player. (laughs) No foul or anything was called. It was awesome. I mean, I think the the team is better with her at center back, but she is very fun to watch in the midfield. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's, She's great. Uh, a lot of fun. She got yeah. She got a pretty big pop after that that first sequence we were talking about because things were pretty deflated and low at that point. But yeah. then that happened, and and you could feel the energy pick back up a, a bit. Well, on there, and so. I think she she brings an element that the team has really been lacking, like the past few seasons. Where they've <laughs> um, like uh, I think men and men and blazers have the the categories of all soccer players can be broken down into talls and smalls and big bottoms and little bottoms and and all the combinations thereof and they've not had like a like a stout strong uh physical player like her which i think really is important in the back line to have Mm -hmm. someone who can bully people off the ball and and hold their ground um and I, yeah, I think, I think she brings a much needed element to the team. Yeah, so her, her her stock went up quite a bit in my in my book after that game. She was a lot of fun to watch, and I appreciate her efforts out there. So Zach, who else stood out to you on the on the game, good or bad? Ah, uh, I mean, are we gonna talk about Air Ersig? <laughs> Skying up for that goal. <laughs> Not uh not the player I'd figured would score the uh the first goal for us. No. <laughs> Did not expect our mid-30s 30, uh center back to score the first goal in the season. It wasn't the first goal for it wasn't the only goal for very long. 
which was yeah. nice. Uh, I think we're going to get to the clear player of the game, but I wanted to, I wanted to give, give Ersic a little shout out. Cause that was, man, she got, she got up for that header. Yeah. That corner. I mean, that's exactly how you draw them up in the textbook. Like that was just, that was just perfect. Well executed. And boy, did they need that. That was like right at the beginning of the second half. They needed that, like that momentum boost. I mean, momentum's a thing. And the fact that they got it early in that second half really helped out a lot. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the other goal? Oh, goal. are you talking about <laughs> the ball that I think is still flying over the Ohio? <laughs> she, man, Ari, Ari kicked the snot out of that ball with left. Is she left footed? That was my question after, because that was also a left-footed shot. And I don't know if that's her preferred foot or not, but if that was not even her preferred foot, that's even more incredible of a strike. She is right-footed, according to FOTMOB. Okay. Then it doesn't even have her picture, so take that with a grain of salt. Not only, I mean, not only did she absolutely hit that ball on the seams, perfect half volley, but that was her, that's her off foot. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was a special goal. That was really goal. And can we talk about the fact that she just fully embraced that moment? This is something I've complained about for a long time. Player celebrations. That's an area we have been lacking in. Oh, that's, not yeah. where, that's not what Louisville City needs to be focusing we on right now. got a knee slide and a dance. But yeah, yeah. She just full in the passion on her face, the dance afterwards. That's that's what I want. As goal <laughs> I did see, create uh, memories, create moments. Carson Pickett. Uh, retweeted the the video of the goal and was and was like hey ari how are your knees yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she, re- she replied like there's still a little chunk of them on the field like create create moments like that players like i want other people to take notice of that so very happy for ari not only scoring that banger but just embracing it embracing that moment even if it's a little like just like lame tapping or whatever. Like a goal is a goal. Like, yeah. like play she it shout up out from Brandy Chastain on that goal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ain't clearly goal of the weekend. That didn't win on a, on a Twitter poll, but I think you got yeah, a lot Twitter of stands of, of, of players. So Twitter's probably skewed that a bit, but yeah. Goal of the week in our hearts. We know it was that. So, um, what other takeaways do you do you have from the from the match? We didn't talk about. Um, I was happy to see Howell come back. Yeah, but Good we to see her match fit. We maybe lost Canoe because she took like a rifle of a ball to the I, face. So it was also going to be a pretty scary moment there. Uh, I was so where we sit in the stadium. She had our back to us. She had her back to us when that happened, and the whole time the trainers were treating her, she was blocked from our view. Uh, have you heard? So, have you heard what was what happened there? Was that just like a hard hit to the head, like took a knock thing? Did she break her nose? The way the ball hit her, I I was thinking it, she might have broke her nose, but I I, I couldn't see anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any more information than uh, than you have on that one. But yeah, it, I mean, there could be something it broke there, concussion. Like who knows? Those balls are not soft, especially it when they hit that either. hard. It, it, it could have been like just really hard shot to the head, concussion situation. It could have been 
it just like hit her in the right spot on the nose. And that was the issue. Uh, <laughs> my wife pointed out to me, cause uh, we were watching, oh, some game over the weekend where someone had flopped really bad and was like rolling around on the ground back and forth holding their leg and i always make the comment in those situations that like you know when someone's actually hurt because they're dead still anytime anyone is rolling around they're very clearly not actually hurt and canoe was still after that happened in a like very very scary way she did not not move on the ground for what felt like over a minute after that happened not not to make it too too dark of a thing, but I was at that Bengals Bills uh, game when uh, Demar Hamlin went down. And as soon as somebody, as soon as I saw a player down, he's stiff. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> not being real bad. Like he, he again, he was just still. He yeah, got him to the point. When like, you see anybody still out there, that's when it gets really scary. I don't think a lot of people realized that first at, at that at that game, but then like even like a ref started like kneeling, and we're like, oh, I've never seen that before. This is not good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm glad she, she, you know, she got up, like she, um, you know, wasn't stretchered off. I don't wish a like broken that nose of... on anybody, but that of the things that could be, that's probably the least bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, relatively speaking. And again, like she, she was, she was point blank. That was point blank, hard hit, like, man, tough. But, um, I, like just a, just an unlucky situation. Nothing, uh, like definitely nothing intentional about that. The uh, I don't remember who it was, but the Washington players was just clearing the ball off the back line. Just an un- unlucky, yeah, sequence. Yeah, and I mean, I, it was a case of, I mean, it was her showing off what I thought she did so good when she was in that game, which is she was hounding that back line in the press. Pressing. She got yep. she got one turnover, and I think maybe did not get the best shot out of it but she was she was a threat every possession to take that ball away from the back line which is yep i, love I mean it. especially with the way that we discussed all season last season like the way coach wants to play racing needs a player like her on the field to make it work and and i think has really in these first two games or game and a half shown like i think how important she'll be to the team tactically yeah, yeah. I'm a. I've been a big fan early. Um, early on, impressed with her. So, hope she's not out for too long. Won't be shocked if she at least misses a game. You know. Yeah. So we'll see. So we got a little bit of a break until the next match. Yeah, international break. Which I guess the uh, um, the Challenge Cup games have not started yet. Because I think. Later in the season, we're going to be getting Challenge Cup games in these little international breaks. But for now, we just get a week off. I'm playing. Oh, it is a ten o'clock game, Angel City. Yeah, all all of our both both sides of uh, the men and the women. We're getting all these California. Oh, I didn't games. even oh. get to complain. Not only did Louisville get spanked, but I had to stay up late to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty happy. I was uh, I was too tuckered out to watch it live. Worked out well for me. Better about this Angel City game. So it's the rubber match for them. They're they're currently one and one, one win each, for over history for with Angel City. And pulling them up right now because I don't know. I know it's still early in the season, but 
They have one win and one loss. Yep. So um, they lost two to one to Gotham, one against Orlando, two to one. So FIFA's any indication it should be a three-one racing win because that what that's what it was when I played it. I was gonna ask him like, did you sim it? Did you play it or did you sim it? I played it, but I suck. So if anything, that's that's good news. <laughs> All right then. All right, we'll count it. We'll count it. Three-one Zach's FIFA prediction, which uh, Lavender Louisville. They've been. I, I really like what they've been doing. They've been simming the games. And, and kind I mean, of it's kind of hard point. to really sim them because racing still doesn't have all their players in the game. Yeah, you, you take it with a grain of salt. You know, these FIFA Madden simulations only go so far. It's still fun concept. <laughs> they normally only go so far, especially when the full roster isn't even on the team yet. So I got I got beef with these California teams just because I feel like they get so much extra attention and whatnot. So, like, I want to really, like, beat these teams. So I'm really hoping we walk out of uh, it's always fun to beat Los Angeles anyway. with a win. Yeah, so well, a little extra incentive for uh, for me in that one. I just want I want to see this Kentucky team beat the California team. We'll see though. We'll see. You feeling confident heading into it? I, I think uh, I think they'll give them a good game. I mean, it's it's in Los Angeles. I think they have a very good home environment, so that yep. that's always like a bit of a struggle, but. As far as road games though go, I think it's it's winnable for it. I I'd love to see a draw, but it would be very nice to finally get the first win of the season. Yep. I hope so too. All right. Well, that was most of our our soccer news. Is there anything else that you're wanting to bring up? Anything that we didn't get to? Uh old man over 30 league update. We do still suck. We're still pretty bad. Uh, we got, we got stomped last week by one of the upper division teams because we did not, we did not have enough teams entered the league to have two divisions this season. So we just have to get stomped half our games. They were upper division. Yeah. They didn't feel like it. I know the scoreline looked bad, but I felt like we were in that a little bit more than that scoreline reflected. I, I don't think we were in it. Their, their wings were like in shape and could run. And that's, that's no good in over 30 league. I guess we didn't create a lot. <laughs> we didn't do much of anything. Well, no, we had really good defending, I thought, for the most part. But that at the end, like we were just, we were just. I mean, you don't we want to be in that in. position with our back yeah, against the, the wall. Bus. Typically, you park the bus not when you're down six goals, but yeah, we did close it out strong. We're just here to have fun. <laughs> We need to we need a couple more good teams to join the league so all these upper division teams can split off and go do their own thing. We just need more bad teams to join. Yeah. So if you're listening, <laughs> you probably aren't great at soccer. Join it, join the <laughs> join the little city Man, over 30 league. You're insulting our audience. <laughs> Dang. No one who's I'm good sorry at soccer for, is gonna listen to this I show. I'm sorry for Zach's behavior. Listener, I think you're really good at soccer. I think you're great, and you should join our our over thirty league on Monday nights and prove it to us. Exactly. There you go. That's better. So. All right. That's uh, <laughs> All right, covered ben. a lot of territory on here. Um, I'm hoping by the time you're listening to this again, like I hope, we'll cities in a. Maybe in we got to win before this is even posted. Yeah, maybe you know we get the uh, injury list for for racing, and maybe it's uh you know maybe Canoe's not on there. She's happy and healthy. I, I'm just I'm just wishing positivity. 
between now us recording and then you listening to this. Fingers crossed. Maybe get, maybe she gets to wear a sweet mask for a couple weeks. Those everyone looks good in the mask. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. The LeBron James like black face mask. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you made a Batman so you reference attribute, and I pivoted. You attribute that quote to LeBron James? No, no, I just pivoted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with LeBron James, but as when I think of it, a sports context. That is the Phantom of the Opera. He I was gonna say Batman. <laughs> Did they say that in Phantom of the Opera? I've never actually watched Phantom of the Opera. Bane says it. Maybe that's Batman. Maybe you haven't heard of me. Okay. Anyway, like I just think like in LeBron James for like a very brief period of time, he had that black face mask, and then they outlawed that, so he had to wear the clear one, like Rip Hamilton. There's love a throwback. The so I did. I did love last season when Chitty got very excited that she got to wear the face mask and then she actually got it and it fit weird and looked kind of dinky and she didn't want to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Love her. Needs to hear more of her out in the pitch. All right, Ben, we got to let the people go out their business. I agree. I agree. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening again, sending positive vibes, hopefully into the future where we have some positive results. I hope. Anyway, I've been betting. I am always Zach. And we will catch you guys next week. Vamos Marauders. Bye, y'all. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.